0: Hello, I'm Will Yeoman, and welcome to another episode of the Pod Well Travelled. It's a bit of a special one today, because I'm talking to Stephen Scarfield, who is in Dubai, and Stephen, welcome to the show. Now, this is your first international trip since, well, since you were last in the Middle East in Oman, Now, when was that?
1: Yes, well, we were in Oman, actually, with a travel club tour as the world was closing down, Um, just over two years ago in March, Um, almost exactly... Years ago, actually, and um, we were desperately rearranging flights and getting home. Of course, we've we've all been through the last two years together. So yes, it's great to be back out and back in the Middle East, not so very far from where I uh, where I was then.
0: Wow, that's amazing! So you must be. Um, I don't know. I mean, how, how do you feel about being being back in Dubai after all this time? It must be an extraordinary. Well, feeling.
1: it feels very normal. I mean, look honestly. Mm. Um, Flying with Emirates, um, the most important thing about this assignment for me was, for the audience and for the readers of, of travel supplement, was to just kind of go through the process of flying with Emirates. It's such an important hub for us yes. you know, that connects to over 120 destinations. So from there we can connect to. You know, chap next to me was going to Manchester, and other people going to Birmingham, and other people going to. Um, you, know, you can get into Edinburgh or Ireland, Dublin, from using those using that hub. And we all know that we're so familiar with that. And really, um, Emirates takes the attitude that you need to satisfy the COVID requirements of the destination. Mm. So, say in those cases, you don't need anything; you just get on the plane. Mm. Um, for me, uh, arriving in Dubai, and I mean Dubai also is it's not a little bad way to shake our wings. You know, we probably view it more as a as a connection than as a, a hub that we go on to the rest of the world. But um, after two years of um, being home, it's such a different place to come, and particularly at this moment, which I'll talk about at the moment. But to arrive in Dubai, um, you just need to be uh, uh, vaccinated. But honestly, it's like, you know, no one asked, no one, I don't think anyone actually looks at it when I arrived. So yeah. it's, it's very, life is very normal here. Whilst mask wearing inside, but not outside. Mm. Um, and obviously on the plane mm. um, and at the airport. So apart from the mask wearing, um, and I note some African countries in the in the process of getting rid of mask wearing, as we speak. So, you know, that, that will pass as well. Mm. In mm. terms of just getting on a plane and flying somewhere, it's as straightforward as it ever was, except that Perth does have new um, a new security system the, the joy of not having to take my lap of that bag is just <laughs> beside myself. Uh, so very, very smooth system in person.
0: now. Oh, that's that's really good to hear. Now, there are uh, two other points in particular you wanted to touch on. You, you're staying in quite an extraordinary hotel, and the second one, actually, there are three. The, the first is the hotel. The second is the World Expo, which you visited yesterday, and the third is this uh, wonderful new museum of the future. So let's take those in order. Hotel first.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for organising me (laughs) this for help. help. Well, I was pretty surprised because I'm in One Central and, um, you know, Dubai changes by the month, as I'm sure lots of people know. And, of course, in our absence, it's changed a lot. So there's a whole new district here, One Central, um, which has had a a massive amount of investment. And the 25 Hotel One Central, which is where I'm staying, Mm. is um, pretty unusual because when I got my booking confirmation, Um, Dubai Tourism had had actually booked the hotel for me because they were trying to direct us towards new places that we wouldn't Um, and it said I was in a glamping Uh, I was glamping and I thought that was pretty unusual (laughs) but um, so I'm actually in a glamping room in this this very fancy hotel um, which has a rope hanging from the ceiling with a swing chair on it and all the materials in here are very organic it's got a room divider which is made out of of leather straps supporting the shelves. And there's a lot of hemp rope supporting other shelves.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it is a, it, a kind of very, um, I'll say, or, or earthy sort of feel, I suppose, to, right, to the okay. room. And th- so the hotel's taken these themes. And of course, you know, glamping for us is is a tent on a wooden platform. But you know, Bedouins camped on this spot, you know, for many, many, many generations. So you know, they're the oldest peoples on the Arabian Peninsula and they lived in tents which were made partly out of perhaps camel skin and mm. black the black hair of goats. They had camel rugs, so they really understood clamping. I mean, the way that we don't. <laughs> there were, no, there were no fiberglass starting bolted on there. I can tell you. So um, they picked up that sort of thing, but also around this. Hotel, which I really like. Um, there's there's a kind of really interesting area. There's a workspace that's um, got a massive kind of wooden table up on a mezzanine, all very modern, industrial, funky, but kind of warm. There's um, an audio area there, which has got lots of old TVs and um, uh, typewriters rods and diving. The old, you know, sort old of diving. retro
0: thing happening. Yes.
1: Yeah, they got the retro thing happening. There's 10,000 books in the lobby, which you're welcome to borrow. <laughs> um, none by me, which is always disappointing. But, um, there's so many authors out there. Um, which is, is kind of an interesting theme for the, the lobby. Um, over the front door, it says Come As You Are, so it's kind of all that sort of slogan, you know, we are all nomads here.
2: Mm. Um,
1: so they picked up the, the modern nomad theme, the glamping, and then there's it's a collection of 500 LP records um, with turntables and headsets, so you can kind of go into this little area and through. I was playing the Addis Ababa band yesterday, mm. which was a bit of fun. Um, <laughs> and, and so the whole place has this kind of, you know, modern nomad theme to it. It's, it's really great. So 25 hotels, a really good find, and I'll be writing about it in detail.
0: Oh, sounds amazing. Um,
1: my room actually looks out... Over the Museum of the Future, yes. which is, um, as you say, is kind of the new, the new kid in town. It's taken a seven-story elliptical building, um, and the the writing around it, the Islamic writing around it, is is a poem, um, and by Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, mm. the um, the ruler of Dubai. Um, so, it's got this poem around, and it's, the whole theme is of the museum is, you know, making a better future. So, this elliptical round shape, um, ov- ovaloid shape, has a hole in it. So, the, the building represents what we know, and the hole represents the ideas, all the things that we, we don't know, mm. or have to yet, mm. yet invent, in I suppose. So, it's a, it's a very interesting place project um so uh, i'll i'll probably leave there because i'm going to go into a lot of detail in 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 stories of the future edition yes yes, of course it's a really extraordinary uh taurus shaped shell as i should actually say t-o-r-u-s um the whole point is to point to the future um obviously through power systems and everything else
0: that um, that hole you mentioned in the centre—that that must be where uh, Scott Morrison is hoping to find his um, inventions of the future that are going to help us out of the whole uh, climate uh, situation.
1: Very possibly. <laughs> very, very possibly. Um, yeah, it's so interesting here because um, you know the, it's an interesting system here. I, I, I've been to, I've been writing about Dubai for so long. Mm. And you know there's been there's been these sort of 20 year visions, 25 year visions for different aspects of the city. It is this kind of CGI, computer generated city, you know, um, built on sand. But the longevity of the um, of, of the rulers, you know, of the of the system here, mm. gives you this uh, forward planning over over decades. So, well, in 20 years' time, we will be this. You know, we will supersede. Oil money with by becoming you know a world hub, and you get that continuity and longevity, which is, mm. is so interesting. Um, so, just just to lead into the other I, another point we're going to talk about, World Expo 2020 uh, Dubai has been here, and and what what better place for it to be in this world hub? You know, the, we're probably used to expos in Perth of and, and travel expos of one sort or another. But when I say when there was 192 countries mm. at World Expo, mm. and each had a pavilion, but the pavilions are like three-story buildings. You know, these purpose-built, extraordinary buildings um, by the the you know the richer countries. Yes. All the countries who couldn't afford that sort of or you know didn't have or couldn't put those sort of resources were even pavilions, so they've all got buildings. Um, so you've got 192 countries at the World Expo. It's it's such a shame that, um, you know, we've, we've missed it really because it, it finishes in two, three days' time at the end of this month,
2: mm.
1: at the end of month. Um, so, yes, in that sense, we've missed it, although there is a virtual version of it which is, which is quite interesting to look through, but it's not like being here. Yesterday was shockers. Mm. Um, so they've had 20 million people through, they're aiming for 25 million, so in our absence, the world has all been coming to Dubai and and looking at the fabrics from Zambia looking at the the Emirates um, pavilion there has a place where you can design planes of the future and by mixing fuel sources you know, electric planes, hybrid planes and different designs um, supersonic mm. you can sort of see the effect of different, different fuels and weights on the plane, different materials mm. so it's a really interesting area they've got a VR um, virtual reality plane there showing you different aspects of future travel, so it's very much once again aimed at the future um, World Expo has been broken into three areas um, and that was all an opportunity and sustainability of course is another very big area Um, I loved going through Zambia and seeing all the fabulous clothes made by their designers, made in Mm. Zambia. Um, The Swiss, um, Switzerland was next to Egypt and the big queues there. So all the world was mixed up together. It was fantastic.
0: So it sounds like Um, almost literally the whole world was there in in terms of the scale, sheer scale and variety.
1: Yeah, big crowd all day um, Mm. outside and inside the Ukraine Ukrainian uh, mm, pavilion, of course,
0: course. yes, it's yes,
1: showing support. There and a lot of a lot of blue and yellow badges being mm, worn around the place. Mm. Um, and I spent a lot of time. It was so funny. I got down to the Australian pavilion, mm. and where um, I was meeting the, the manager there, Jen Worthington, and she showed me around. But um, someone you'll know very well is um, Joseph Tawadras. and. Yeah. Uh, playing good but yes. playing Aussie tunes and I was oh, watching fantastic. this on the watching this on the big screen and everyone was watching that and then I suddenly realised that he was actually sitting there, I'd been so busy watching the screen behind him I yes. hadn't noticed he was, he was actually, actually right there <laughs> 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 so um, the Australian um, the Australian uh, pavilion was absolutely fantastic and I had this different atmosphere, it just had this welcoming Aussie atmosphere perhaps because I recognised that mm. but it, it was just a different thing. And, you know, people people sitting around and chatting and it was a very, kind of, very Aussie scene, I suppose. It looked like a backyard barbecue. Um, so the Australian Public has been very, very popular here. Um, there's wonderful areas inside it. Josh Muir, who's a young Indigenous artist who actually who died recently, had done most of the artwork inside. Okay. And they're um, very Sad loss that his family's given permission for media to use his name, which is why I'm doing that. But he was 30, and Mm. um, well, the artwork inside the sort of led tunnel where and then film of you know young Australians, various Australians introducing the place, um, and this very contemporary style of indigenous artwork. So Josh did a fantastic job there, really, really put us on the map.
0: Beautiful, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so all the ways when people just loved—you can see—they just loved this run. We we went in the planetarium to watch a film about the night, and everyone applauded at the end. You know, so the all the all the guests there, all around the world, were really excited about Australia, which was great to see.
0: It's interesting you are talking about just the sheer scale, and you know, of, of each pavilion, let alone the entire event. It reminds me of those great. Um, you know, world expositions or the, the the ones that gave birth to structures like the Eiffel Tower in 1889 and so forth. Do, do they and, and the ones in Italy too? Do they still have those large-scale expos around no. the other parts of the world, or are they sort of died
1: out a little bit? No, no that's it. this is it. Yeah, They're yeah. No, I understand this. This is the one.
0: Like, but but have they had them elsewhere it, in the last well. say twenty years or so? No. Yes.
1: No. they have been having mm. world expos, mm. um, and the world expo thing will, you know, will sort of move on. Yes. Um, so, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, for me, it was like being at this, the great ex- exhibition in Crystal Palace. Yeah, suppose, precisely. You know, ex- good example. Exactly mm. what you, It was exactly the thought in my head, yes, they will as well. Well,
0: they, just actually, um, they actually build things, you know, that could yeah. last.
1: <laughs> there's, well, there's some discussion there because they've built a whole town here. Yes. Um, we could almost call it a city, mm. but uh, they've certainly built a, a very big um, functional town. Of course, I should should say that behind the scenes, all these pavilions have been used for trade discussions and business. You know, so there's been lots and lots of business events here, mm. where you know, Australian produce and mining has been discussed and kind of deals have been done. So, even though we've been, the rest of the world's been able to go as public. You know, that's that's sort of what it's about. There's some discussion now about whether they the plan was to deconstruct this whole place. Mm. Um, but there is some discussion now about whether it should remain as a sort of educational uh, be used for educational purposes. Um, but I think that's still up in the air. Jen was telling me yesterday that, that discussion is sort of still going on. Well, it does make sense. Um, so much effort
0: and so much expense and ingenuity has been put yes. into it it would be a shame for it exactly. not not to remain a bit longer at least.
1: Yes, exactly. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, so it's a pretty big old day yesterday. Um And today is going to be even bigger. So I've got a whole whole, uh, playlist for today to get through.
0: So So you're making the most of your time
1: um, there. Sure am. I'm Mm. off to the, um, you know, uh, Dubai makes its own island. So I'm off to some of the new islands and some of the new structures that have been built here are just extraordinary. So Mm. I'm really looking forward to that today. And then I'm actually spending a fair bit of time tomorrow at the airport um, with the biometrics team,
2: mm.
1: uh, looking at all the new systems that they put in place to make passage through Dubai Airport contactless, seamless, and you know, a lot, lot kind of easier and safer for us in this modern world. So we'll have much more detail on Dubai as a connection. Um, mm. In in the future episodes, and of course, in travel in the West Australian on Saturday, and Sunday, and Thursday, and at thewest.com.au.
0: Oh, looking forward to it. Now, um, I want just just to touch on something before we let you get back into it, because obviously you are very busy. You mentioned this idea that we're we're all nomads, and of course, Dubai is, is. been known for so many years as being a place of transition isn't it you you know it's it's a stopover it's a do you do you feel that it's it's increasingly become a destination in itself
1: yes i do Mm. i do it's a very good point actually that you've raised probably i mean i can go back say, 15 years then 10 years certainly if i look back 15 years ago it was very much you know, there was the museum down by the creek and this and that and a lot of traffic. Um, the metro's really changed the place mm. very, very easy to use and this hotel's right near the metro so you can get up and down um Shake Road, which has always been such a nightmare getting around, you know, previous to that. So yeah, I do feel it's I do feel it's a destination. Um, you know, even for us we've there's a mind shift there that to come here and see the world at play is very interesting because mm. it's always been a big difference you know, the Brits love it and um, certainly even within that sort of broader diaspora the Middle East, they, they come to Dubai mm. you know, to shop and eat and everything else um, I'll, I'll be having, I'll be putting some suggestions um, into the stories as well because you don't just you don't have to eat in the big hotels. It's a very safe place. There's lots of little local restaurants. Mm. And, of course, you know, people come here to work, you know, particularly, say, from India or from Africa. Um, so in those local areas where local people live, um, there's lots of local food and restaurants and markets. and Even the supermarket. I went to the supermarket yesterday. I've never seen so many spices in the supermarket. It was
2: fantastic.
1: <laughs> wow. so, you know, you can you can kind of treat Dubai as as a as a world hub in that way, in some way that we can come and experience all sorts of other cultures. Mm. Um, I was buying uh, saffron and all sorts of things in these supermarkets yesterday, little local ones, um, and local Indian restaurants, fantastic. So, um, yes, I, I do think so. And for us, you know, we we travel for contrast as much as anything, you know, to feel that difference mm. and. Um, I think you know the, the difference is here, obviously, but also I think at the moment, just to get our get our wings back, as it were, I think one country destinations, you know, like this, which is, I mean, Dubai reopened for tourists like eighteen months ago, you mm. know, so very very competent and um, highly vaccinated, mm. so you can treat us as a, as a one country destination. I think that's exactly right, well.
0: Oh, fantastic. Well, as we said, you are very busy. You've got a very busy schedule ahead. We look forward to reading all the stories that are going to come out of this trip and um, indeed look forward to seeing you <laughs> back do.
1: here. Mm? So I'm, I'm very busy going down to have my breakfast. the best omelette. I had the best <laughs> omelette omelet I've ever had in my life. Yet, really? so I'm, going back, I'm going back to do exactly the same <laughs> I've almost, I, I'm it's not the one to catch you off. That omelet is calling. I'm going to tell you.
0: Oh, why? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Okay, Seymour, well, all the best, and we look forward to having you back uh, live in the studio instead of uh, in some wonderfully exotic place uh, next week.
1: Yep, we're all out and moving, and uh, very, very pleased to be calling in, to chatting to you. Thanks, Will.
0: Fantastic. You take care. Bye. <music>